0: Espresso Crime, a podcast all about crimes, short enough to listen to while you enjoy your cup of coffee. Hello, hello. Welcome to a new episode of Espresso Crime. I am so glad you're here. Today's Sunday Scaries is about 10 vigilante killers and two attempted murderers. Today's Sunday Scary Show supporter is javicoffee.com. You know I am coffee obsessed and what I love about this is the simplicity and convenience. There's no need for a coffee maker or the dreaded instant coffee powder. Simply add one to two teaspoons of your Javi coffee to milk or water your choice and voila, you have coffee. Easiest way to have good coffee, whether it's hot or ice. You can use code JAMIE5081 for instant savings while avoiding having to use instant coffee. Thank you to Javi Coffee for the code and thank you for listening and supporting my links. This is an affiliate link and your support means the world. Once more, that is J-A-I-M-E5081 at javicoffee.com. So let's get right into this list. This first one I have talked about before and it actually made me want to do this episode so number one on the list is Mary Ann Backmeyer she was a German woman she shot and killed the rapist and murderer of her child during court in 1981 so she was convicted of manslaughter and unlawful possession of a firearm she was sentenced to six years but was released on bail after serving three years she moved abroad and then she did return to Germany after being diagnosed with cancer she died at the age of 46 and was buried next to her daughter on the list is a little bit different. Ken Rex McElroy was an American criminal and convicted attempted murder who resided in Skidmore, Missouri. He was believed to be the town bully. Over the course of his life, he was accused of dozens of felonies, including assault, child molestation, statutory rape, arson, animal cruelty, hog and cattle wrestling, and burglary. In all, he was indicted 21 times but escaped conviction each time except for the last. In 1981, he was convicted of attempted murder in the shooting of the town's 70-year-old grocer, Ernest Bowen Bowenkamp. McElroy successfully appealed the conviction and was released on bond, after which he engaged in an ongoing harassment campaign against Bowenkamp and others who were sympathetic towards Bowenkamp, including the town's minister. He was at a local bar and had a, had a rifle. He then threatened to kill Bowenkamp. The next day, McElroy was shot to death in broad daylight as he sat with his wife in his pickup truck on main street he was struck by bullets from at least two different guns in front of a crowd of people that was between 30 and 46 to date though no one has been charged in connection with his death the vigilante in this case is most of the town and i would have to guess that this is a fairly small town as well it's just giving small town vibes third on the list Leon Gary Planch killed Jeff Doucette. Jeff Doucette kidnapped and raped Leon's young son. The killing occurred on, fi- on Friday, March 16, 1984, and was captured on camera by a local news crew. For the fading shooting, Planch was given a seven-year suspended sentence with five years probation and 300 hours of community service. He received no prison time. This case was widely publicized because some people questioned that Plante should have been charged with murder. He contended that he was in the right and that anyone in a similar position would have taken the same action. Number four on the list. So the Sombra Negra is Spanish for black shadow. It is a group based in El Salvador, it's allegedly composed mostly of police, military personnel, and they target criminals and gang members for vigilante justice. So the name first appeared around december 1989 by april 1995 the group had stated that it had killed 17 persons claiming that those were criminals or members of gangs so the next one is another group the los pepes is a colombian vigilante group it was formed in 1992 by enemies of drug lord pablo escobar so this group was founded by escobar's former associates and it's believed they've received weaponry from the cia they convinced Escobar's rivals, the Cali Cartel, to finance their endeavor as well. So the Los Pepes received intelligence from high-ranking members of police and agents and hunted down and killed several individuals who were working for Pablo Escobar. Everyone from accountants to drivers, it just all over range there. Many innocent civilians were also caught in the crossfire though. The group formally laid down their arms and disbanded after Escobar went into hiding in the middle of 1993. We're halfway through this list. Number six on the list is Stephen Marshall. So he was an American Canadian and he searched publicly available sex offender registries in the U.S. for the names and addresses of convicted sex offenders. He sorted out 29 of them before traveling to Maine. He began his main trip with a visit to his father his car had broken down during the drive so he borrowed his father's truck and took a gun from him That night, he shot and killed Joseph Gray, who was 57, and William Elliott, who was 24. He had shot and killed Gray while sleeping in his living room. His wife woke up to their dogs barking. Gray had fallen asleep watching forensic files. That's just like a spooky thing prior to his killing. At 8 a.m., Marshall arrived at Elliott's mobile home and knocked on his door and shot him several times. Elliott's girlfriend took a picture of the license plate before Marshall left when police stopped the bus he was aboard that evening he committed suicide by shooting himself in the head later investigation of his laptop that he brought with him in indicated that he had gone to the residences of four other sex offenders and this all took place in 2006 number seven on the list So Pedro Rodriguez Filho, this is another case that I've talked about before on episode 105, The World's Most Prolific Serial Killers. I go into more detail on that if you are interested. He's a Brazilian serial killer, spree killer, and some say vigilante. He was officially sentenced for 71 murders, but claiming to have killed over 100 drug dealers, rapists, and murderers. He served 34 years in prison, so that's about 25 weeks per murder, before his release in 2007. In 2011, Rodriguez was imprisoned again on charges of indictment in inciting riot and deprivation of liberty he was sentenced to eight years in prison but he was released again in 2018 after seven years on good behavior eighth on the list is sarah sands so she drank two bottles of wine and went to the home of michael pleasted who was 77 in a neighboring um home in east london and stabbed him eight times in 2014 So Michael had abused three of her children and other young boys. He was a convicted pedophile with 24 convictions. These convictions were before he changed his name and moved. So Sarah Sands went to jail in 2015 for seven and a half years She is now campaigning to stop sex offenders being able to change their name. Number nine on the list is Richard William Huckle. He was an English serial child sex offender. He was arrested by Britain's National Crime Agency in 2014. That was after a tip off from the Australian Federal Police and was convicted in 2016 of 71 charges of sexual offenses against children. Those were committed while he posed as a Christian teacher and a freelance photographer in Malaysia. So on October 13th, 2019, he was found strangled and stabbed to death in his cell he was 33 at the time it was reported that he was beaten stabbed and strangled repeatedly another prisoner who was charged with his murder in january 2020 after a trial lasting four days paul fitzgerald who was himself of course serving a sentence for serious sexual assault was found guilty of huckle's murder on november 23rd 2020 by a jury after only one hour of deliberation Last on the list, number ten, on January tenth, twenty twenty one, Titiana Copperidge's sixteen year old brother, Jason Yoga, was fatally shot in Kansas City, Missouri. According to police, three days later, Um, she shot and killed her brother's suspected murderer, who is a 36-year-old by the name of Keith Lars. This was in a parking lot, and that's according to an arrest affidavit. She was charged with second-degree murder after police say she tracked down the man that was suspected of killing her teenage brother and took actions that resulted in his death police said she sent a text to her uh, deceased brother afterward letting him know that she had avenged him four years before jason's death he and his sister's younger brother and cousin jaden who was 9 and montel who was 8 were murdered the pair were sleeping in their home when someone shot them in shot into the house and they and it killed them Jason held his little brother in his arms as he died, and their murders remain unsolved. That's one's just so, so sad all around. I have two bonus cases. These two did not kill but i did want to include them so jason christian Voketch, he targeted three pedophiles from the national sex offender list in june 2016 to beat them up this was in alaska so finding him didn't take long for the authorities as he was sitting in his car just a few blocks away inside the car the police found the stolen goods a hammer and a notebook that contained the names and addresses of three assault victims which he had crossed off. He was arrested right on the spot. Later, he was charged with 18 counts of assault, robbery, burglary and theft. Initially he pleaded not guilty but then he opted to make a plea deal with the prosecution. He pled guilty to first degree attempted assault and another consolidated count of first degree robbery. In exchange prosecutors dismissed over a dozen other charges which led to his sentence of 28 years in prison in 2018. Many people praised him after his arrest and he was called a hero Those people have started online petitions asking to free him as they feel the justice system does nothing to punish pedophiles and help their victims. Number second on like the bonus ones here, 2018, Jorge Porto Sierra was formally charged with four counts of attempted premeditated murder in 2018. Detectives said that the 50-year-old confessed to deputies that he tried to kill multiple people at the friendly village inn. That's not very friendly, is it? He said he went to the motel to barbecue all the child molesters and kill them. It was confirmed at least two of the four victims to be convicted sexual offenders. He is currently in jail and his last appeal was January 2020. That wraps up today's episode. I would say it was just a short and sweet episode, but I don't think there was a lot of sweetness in this one, of course, given the topic, but just a short one. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode. Always feels weird saying that, but I really do appreciate you listening and the support. Uh, just once more here, javicoffee.com is our show supporter, and you can use code jaime 5081 for instant savings while avoiding having to use instant coffee. It's a win-win. Once again, thank you for listening. I will see you next Sunday for more Sunday Scaries by Espresso Crime, and that will be episode 122, Connected by Crime, I'm really looking forward to this one. I will see you then. Bye for now.